an overnight surprise. She walked into the building with her black winter peacoat on. She wandered upstairs, fascinated by the cast of characters that she observed. She studied David Bowie and his orange hair and the star motif behind him and thought of one of her favorite tunes that started with the lyrics, Ziggy played guitar. She glanced at her watch as she decided to use the nearby ladies' room. When she exited the stalls and went into the room, she noticed that it was unusually quiet. She did not see one single live person. She took the elevator downstairs and realized that all the exits leading out into the street were closed. There, she was trapped inside the building as darkness fell. She needed to think positive and not panic. It was cold outside, so she knew she wouldn't get heat stroke. She knew a generator was on because a few emergency lights were still on. She would not be afraid of nocturnal creepy crawlers. She settled into her new environment. She went back upstairs into the music room. There stood John Lennon. She spoke aloud. Hi, John. I loved your music. Your death was so tragic. I'm so sorry you were only 40, she said. Thank you, my dear fan. But it was my time to move beyond this world. I had just finished recording a new album and Yoko and I were so in love. No worries. I'm in a better place, the figure said. Wow, she replied. I'm so fortunate to speak with you. Thank you for the closure I needed. You're welcome, the figure said. And remember, give peace a chance, he added. She moved silently to the next box of figures. Her eyes were focused on the American Singers collection. Hi, Elvis, she said. I'm so sorry you died so young. I wanted to hear more of your music. Ah, I was a hunk of burning love. Elvis came alive and smiled that dazzling dimple smile at her. I really didn't take good care of myself. All those peanut butter, banana sandwiches, I guess caught up with me. But hey, Graceland is still here, and, and I'm grateful that all my fans still remember and love me after all these years. My recordings are eternal. Future generations will always have them. It's okay. I'm in a better place, and hey, I'm still writing songs, Elvis responded. She smiled, and she thanked him for this happy information. She yawned and walked forward. Hey, Charlie, she said, you're a newbie here. You have your own special place. Why aren't you with the other Rolling Stones? Those silly boys, Charlie responded. Keith and Mick and Ronnie are still rocking around and touring. My time was done. I had a blast, and... I was tired of touring. I went peacefully with my wife, Shirley, and my daughter, Serafina, and one of my rescued greyhounds, Goosebumps, surrounding me. I'm still pounding those drums here, and hey, I can actually play more jazz, which was my first love anyway, he concluded. I'll miss you, she said. You were the solid mountain behind the band for decades. I so enjoyed your music. Thanks, Charlie said. I'm going to rest a bit now. This recent journey was a bit tiring. She curled up and fell asleep. When she awoke, 
She heard a jangle of keys and some weird buzzing sounds. She quickly put her coat back on and ducked into the ladies' room. When she exited, she ran down the stairwell and left the building. She jumped onto a red double-decker bus and settled into her seat. Not one of her friends, she reflected, would believe her night trapped in Madame Tussaud's London Wax Museum. When she returned home, she would settle in and tell Alexa to play some Beatles and Stones tunes. And she would especially request an Elvis tune, probably the one with the lyrics, I can't go on because I love you too much, baby.